0: Welcome to the latest episode of Apple at Work. My name is Bradley Chambers. This is a show where we talk about all things Apple and the enterprise, education, and everything in between. Uh, this week, I have two guests. Uh, it's Greg Keller and Scott Reed from Junk Cloud. Uh, Greg is a second-time guest of the show. He was on the first episode talking about identity management in the enterprise. Uh, but Junk Cloud recently announced a new product that I wanted to talk to them about. Uh, they are now a mobile device management vendor. So uh, guys, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Thanks, Bradley.
1: Yep, it's a uh, pleasure.
0: We are recording this during the uh, WWDC keynote when I uh, we originally scheduled for another day and I ended up leaving for a vacation early. So we rescheduled and I wasn't realizing that uh, we're missing the most exciting day of the year. But nevertheless, uh, I, I think MDM is one of the most fun topics to talk about. So um, I, mean, I guess, you know, to start it out, Greg, why... Why now for Jump Cloud to create an MDM? Like you guys have been one of the key players in identity management in the enterprise, particularly on the cloud side. Um, what's the motivation for you all? Appreciate it.
2: First of all, it's really good to be back. I was honored to be on your inaugural call for Apple at work. So it's it's really cool that we could come back and talk. And um, yeah, by you know, the WWC stuff, yeah, this is way more important to be listening to, right? <laughs> We've had, everybody knows through leaking what's gonna come out anyways, but I digress. Um, Let me answer your statement this way, Bradley. Um, I think if I rewind the clock um, to when we launched the platform uh, in 2014, the directory as a service platform, the vision was then as it remains now, uh, tightly intertwining the concept of identity management and the devices upon which employees will access corporate resources. You know, for time ad infinitum, these concepts have been largely secularized, meaning there are functions and things that support authentication and authorization chores, like a directory. There's other tooling that sort of manages binding to a directory. And furthermore, there's even more tools that kind of handle the, call it the configuration or profiling or otherwise securing of an endpoint. And that in and of itself is a large swath of vendors that, you know, starts with the antivirus tools and things of that nature and ends with, you know, MDM or what we now call MDM. But if you step into like the world of Jim Cloud and our envisionment of what this type of product is, you need to set your brains towards a very simple Venn diagram with two circles. One is a circle called IDP or identity management. The other circle is MDM or device management. And you start to merge these worlds together. And in the center, as those Venn circles are getting deeper and deeper together is what Cloud is. Our directory as a service was designed very much as a device centric uh, piece of technology such that when the end user asserts their credentials onto a box, you know why would they ever necessarily have to assert passwords or other credentials again for re- to get access to resources that JumpCloud otherwise governs through our directory service? So when you look at that problem space, which we think is fairly orthogonal to the traditional thinking of how these worlds sort of should appropriately intersect, Um, We wanted to basically ensure that the security of the device, the profiling of the device, the way the device is configured is secure such that when that employee actually does the login that we know through all of our data and telemetry through our features like system insights and more profoundly through now the configuration management of these endpoints. And uh, let me stress here, while we're talking on an Apple-centric show, everything that we do is cross-platform, so Mac, Windows, and Linux. And uh, to complete the thought, making sure that the machine is configured exactly the way the enterprise or company needs it to be to ensure the best security, that's where these worlds intersect. Uh, and that's why we decided to go even deeper. One last comment, and Scott Reed, who runs the product show for our MDM strategies, I want him to sort of go into the, some of the fun secret sauce of what we're doing. You know, the, the world of MDM, you know, as sort of told by Apple and now Microsoft is, is yet again another story of protocol. So being able to really ingest these protocols, um, abstract so that the administrator is left with a a usable solution that can seamlessly allow them to pivot between operating systems, yet ensures that the work we do on machines uh, subscribes to the way the operating system vendor, like Microsoft or Apple in in these cases, is the way they need it done. Um, that's really where the hardware comes in. I think the, the war being fought amongst the various tools vendors are copycatting each other. Um, I think the, the real war is in identity and the convergence of, frankly, these, uh, the identity strategy and how the device needs to accept that and configure and profile the device. But Scott, what, else, what other comments would you add as the person looking through the cockpit every day on, at our MDM strategy?
1: Absolutely. So, great handoff. Um, really, when we think about MDM, right, this is a set of blueprints, specifically Apple MDM, that all vendors have the same layout for, right? These are the protocols that we can use to really get into Apple systems and touch their configurations. Cloud is really the, um, call it the intersection of identity, directory, and device. And we look at MDM as a way that we can take the incredible pieces of a directory and blend them into these payloads that all other MDM vendors get to play with. That's how we believe we can differentiate. Bringing the jump cloud directory and the payloads, basically the information we have about users, into those specific things that can happen with MDM. And the things we're really excited about that we're currently planning is how we can enable a true zero-touch flow for onboarding a user to a system. So a lot of the, kind of call it the, the cool pieces of MDM, outside of just the system configuration and those profiles that we lay down, are the customization for what happens when a device comes out of the plastic. For us at JumpCloud and basically every other company in the world now, we're looking at a remote world and drop shipping devices to IT offices, having them be configured there is not really what is the driving, call it onboarding experience that IT admins are looking for. We're looking to use automation and configuration in cloud consoles to drive the experience of what happens to a device when it comes out of the plastic. And things that we're excited about is how we can take the JumpCloud directory and the JumpCloud user identity and bring that into that seamless onboarding experience for a user who perhaps is working at home and they're onboarding to a new company. Their IT um, admin can ship a device directly to their house and they have the experience as chosen by their IT admin in the JumpCloud admin console of onboarding themselves to their device by simply plugging in a set of JumpCloud credentials.
0: This episode of Apple at Work is brought to you by iMazing. If you manage iPads, iPhones in your uh, work, uh, if you're the person responsible for that, you've probably used an app like Apple Configurator. And if you have used Apple Configurator any length of time, you know, it can be quite cumbersome. iMazing is the tool that really takes that concept of apple configurator and take it to the next level the iamazing team has been focused in developing solutions to help with mdm's mobile device management and this spring they launched iamazing configurator it's a set of tools that simplifies local supervision, configuration, and provisioning of iOS devices. With iMazing Configurator, you design blueprints and a clean and readable editor before applying them in bulk to your iPads, iPhones, you know, all your iOS devices. You can even do things like update or erase devices at the 20 at a time. And if you're deploying devices right now for the next school year for new employees on- onboarding, you know that having to do those one by one and get them enrolled into the MDM can be quite cumbersome. iMazing makes that a lot easier. Because iMazing runs locally on your Mac, it can do backups and restores a lot faster than using iCloud. You can run battery diagnostics, you can push apps, you can add files, uh, especially helpful if files are large. It'll be hard to send over your uh, Wi-Fi network through your MDM. Uh, and iMazing is also MDM aware. So it's not something that replaces your MDM, uh, although it can accomplish many of the same tools. But, like I said, if you're using another solution for your mobile device management uh, system, iMazing can be the tool you use to get that onboarded. Maybe you want to apply a Wi Fi profile. To your supervised devices, so they automatically connect to your MDM over uh, the device enrollment program. There's a number of things you can do with iAmazing Configurator. Uh, again, if you manage iPads and iPhones in bulk, uh, you definitely want to check it out. Um, you can get a free trial of iAmazing Configurator at iAmazing.com/configurator. We'll have a link in the show notes, and that's a special link that lets them know that you came from Apple at Work. Uh, and so we appreciate the team at iAmazing sponsoring Apple at Work this week with their great app, iAmazing Configurator. Again, that's imazing.com slash configurator. Yeah, we, I've written a couple articles in the past few weeks, uh, really about the device enrollment program and um, work from home, remote workers, and really the idea of imaging being dead. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and I got a lot of great comments on that. I got a lot of pushback on all the reasons why you, it's not, but I, I just, that's my opinion that I think that the idea of opening up machines, the IT department setting them up manually, like I think that is a dying world. And uh, and I think it's better for end users in reality. And to me, that's always the game plan for me is like, what's better for my end users? And I'll, I'll give you a good example. I uh, We had had to order a person, a new Mac, that the, one of the things I think we're realizing is like, especially when there's, everybody's on zoom calls all day long is a lot of older machines that are fine for a lot of jobs are not capable of handling 10 plus person zoom calls. So I had a senior person that had an older MacBook air that uh, we decided to go ahead and upgrade to a new MacBook pro. Um, and it came in while I was on vacation. But I said like, this person's pretty savvy. I said, Hey, just like, uh, grab it from my office when it comes in and it'll set it up itself for you. And they did. And I talked to him today. Today was my first day back in the office. And he said it was like magic. Like it just set itself up. And I logged in and everything started installing. And it's almost like you're setting up an image in the cloud that installs on demand. And it really is just a seamless setup experience. Because I do think we're at a place in tech, with technology where people aren't scared of setting up a new device. I mean, they're, they're setting up iPads and iPhones and, and computers in, in their personal lives. So like running through these, you know, kind of wizards are no problem. The apps, the corporate apps just install. Well, then they obviously log into a web browser for, you know, their web-based CRM or anything like that. And it's just, it, it could not be more seamless. Uh, and so and I really credit just Apple kind of having the for, foresight to have these tools in place and building them when we wouldn't need them like we would now because I really, in, device deployment changes a lot when you, are you have a vast majority of your workforce working from home where you are saying going into apple's business portal ordering a laptop for somebody and shipping it directly to their house and as an it person knowing you're basically done at that point like as long as that serial number gets tied into your mdm you're done like it sets itself up automatically and that goes back to like working with automation and working with uh what do they say working working smart not hard uh and when yep. i just talked to that employee today he said it was just magic and i, I didn't even know he had set it up like i didn't know if he'd wait and i messaged him last week i said hey did you get your mac or do you wait till i get back and he said no it's already done like my, my old one's on your desk like, it was done like yep. i was i was i ordered it now, again it's not like i did nothing to it like i obviously made sure ahead of time that it was in the right i put it in the right group and, and things like that but um that's just that's just the future, um, and I, and I think you know you guys make a lot of great points in terms of the merging of device and identity because many of Apple's devices are single user, a- and so the the identity is as much the importance as the actual device because there is no multi-device like they say there is on the Mac, and then um, and then you, you really you kind of start thinking out to the future. It's very possible one day we may have MDM APIs for say the Apple Watch. And somehow the Apple Watch becomes some sort of identity token on the Mac to log you in. Or there's a lot of cool things Apple could do there.
2: Absolutely. Like when we look at that problem space, you know, I think this is the the greatest elegance that the operating system veterans can give us in the IT world are mechanisms to, to drop ship. And as Scott Reed often says, you know, pull it out of the plastic and just start working. The problem is, like when the the asset, like the MacBook, is only one of the things that an employee will have to receive and get pr- provisioned access to, uh, everything else, like, you know, Bradley, to your point, you know, is either in the cloud or some some things get installed on the machine or, you know, they need appropriate certs that are laid down for various networking, VPN clients, and When you look at all the authentication schemes behind all of that, this is like now where I want your brain to gravitate towards. This is the power of directory when you sort of intersect those things. So, you know, our model is absolutely pick your operating system, okay, Apple. Um, You know, the MDM allows us to uh, basically set the profile of the machine. Okay, this is gonna go to a salesperson with a very specific set of requirements. Both on the hardware itself, in addition to the software that will be installed, and you know, and but it goes beyond that. What else does that employee in the sales group need to get access to? It's, so, our proposition and what we're serving, are, are, you know, through when you look at the intersection of having the directory component, the, the the core authoritative source of where an employee authenticates from, in addition to the device management is to allow that machine to help bootstrap the whole process. You know, that account on the machine and the machine itself will be the conduit, meaning the gateway that that employee is going to access any corporate resource from any place on earth. And, you know, this is really, you know, what we're trying to stress to the world. Zero trust is real, uh, And it, but it goes beyond just, you know mdm right it, it, it's well beyond that it is i mean identity is the new sort of horizon so being able to control that from the machine and assert from the machine quite an interesting proposition
1: yep and i'll kind of i'll kind of tease off that that a lot of the payloads related to directory in mdm are related to what we call almost a legacy directory right the perimeter based network model where the heart of that is active directory this zero-trust world that we live in, people no longer need VPNs to get to the sites that they use to access their, their work resources. So blending our robust system agent capabilities and things like our Mac app, where you can set your password securely through your system, and that password change then propagates out to all of your other Jump Club protected resources, adding that into the payloads that MDM has, all of a sudden we have a full lifecycle management platform as it relates not just to the device but that user's identity and the resources that they need to access to get their jobs done.
0: Well, and I, I really feel like what the the world you are building with identity is imperative as you get past say like the the 30 person organization. Like if you're if you're really small, you you can make G Suite G Suite work as your only identity platform. Um, as you grow, it just doesn't, it just doesn't scale with you. And so instead of say having an MDM plus identity, you're saying, Hey, we are everything under one umbrella and it's, it's, you don't have to integrate multiple systems. We're, we're in this together. Um, which kind of really brings me to my next point. What was it like building an MDM from the ground up? in, I guess I wouldn't say 2020 because you didn't start it this year, but, you know, in a modern era with like, you know, it's so you don't have this like legacy baggage. What was that like?
2: Yeah. Let me just sort of kick it, kick it off this way. I want to be clear with, especially your audience who may be sort of new and un- newly initiated to cloud. We've been doing device management forever. You know, this agent and all the work it does securely on an endpoint, uh, up to and including the distribution of GPOs or GPO-like technologies on Windows or mobile config profiles on macOS and frankly, you know, equivalent shell and bash that we execute on um, Linux distributions. We've been doing this for ages. It's now the, we're, we're sort of solidifying our direct integration with the vendors. In this case, the announcement was for Apple so, ensuring that we can be the provided, um, or I should say, the known certified MDM for our customers, um, the same thing for Windows forthcoming, and that's really the, the sort of truth to the matter. Um, we've wrapped our own longstanding device management capabilities, which were widely known, into these protocol and uh, OS-specific pathways. I, obviously, Apple, you know, MDM and DEP, Microsoft's equivalent soon, and uh, of course Linux has its own mechanisms. So I want to just be clear there. And Scott, you know, you've been working on the infrastructure since, you know, prior to its launch, so you can go into the how the sausage was made.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty timely today that we're sitting here while um, WWDC 2020 is going on, but becoming an MDM is really something that we've seen as something that was going to be required. And we say that because Apple has published these protocols, published these APIs, and these are now the only way to do things on macOS systems. So we saw a year ago that certain things were coming down the pipe, for example, kernel extension, white-lip policies, um, PPC payloads. All of a sudden, there are conduits into systems that you can only do one way, and that way is MDM. So when we built our MDM, we came from the viewpoint of, hey, Um, We already have a robust device management platform. What's the way that we can get the most value to our customers and kind of take the the best of both worlds, the the directory and the device? Um, Building out MDM is really something that, with an agile team, we react and listen to customer feedback on a a daily cadence. And we're being very flexible to to listen to our customers and really tease out those increments of values that they're looking for. And it's exciting to see that. MDM and that acronym, right? Mobile Device Management. It's something that JumpCloud does. What we're looking at is teasing out the jobs that admins are looking for that Apple MDM can enable. And right now those jobs that we're looking at are again taking those the, the experience out of the box and bringing, you know, a, a blending the JumpCloud directory into those payloads. And then also thinking about MDM is not just as something that's Apple specific, but what are those jobs we can do on other OSs? For example, security commands are one of the key things that you get from Apple MDM, the ability to remotely lock, wipe, restart, shut down macOS systems. Right now we're thinking about, hey, how do we bring these jobs to Windows and perhaps Linux as well to make sure that we have feature parity for these table stake jobs across our platform.
0: Well, it really it really kind of makes sense what you guys are saying because you've had the building blocks in there really since you, since the beginning of your company. It's just it's just now kind of like Putting those final pieces of that puzzle together um, and, I, and I think there's a lot of value from an IT perspective of solidifying a relationship with one vendor I mean obviously you guys still work with a lot of other companies and you integrate with it with a lot of other companies as well but for that organization that says hey we really we really believe in the jump cloud vision we want to simplify everything we can with you all I think that's a really really nice add-on um, but again if you're somebody that says hey we like to we like Jamf Pro uh, we sh- you know you all still work with them as well. So it's kind of like best of both worlds for everybody. You've got something for every type of IT
1: department. Yep, you nailed it. And what's really cool, and you can see the strength of our robust system agent, is we released MDM enrollment um, for existing JumpCloud managed macOS systems that weren't enrolled via a Mac policy, which actually uses our JumpCloud agent to enroll the system. One thing that's cool about that policy is the ability to um, – End users are admins on their systems. That's kind of almost a given in this new remote world. People need to install printers on their machines. Admins no longer have physical access to it. And JumpCod is a platform that admins can use to give users those admin permissions, but also keep that machine in compliance and in check. Our MDM enrollment via that policy, what's really neat about that is end users can remove that enrollment profile, but because our robust policies framework is applying it, you can actually ensure that the system stays enrolled the policy will re-enroll that system in the event they take it out and that policy also has the ability to in one click allow admins to migrate from another MDM vendor to JumpCloud if they're looking to consolidate. There's a pretty heavy asterisk there that'll only work for non-DEP enrolled, Macs, but for a number of admins looking to consolidate, those machines in that checkbox will be a one-click way for them to take a Herculean effort of migrating from one vendor to another and do it with a couple clicks.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point about the the admin versus non-admin role. And if you've been in IT for any length of time, you know, it just wasn't what you did on you know years ago. People were not local admins, uh, but it just machines, they don't work well that way. They, employees need to do things. And like you said, uh, particularly when IT cannot even get physical access to the machine, uh, possibly ever until it's decommissioned. Uh, if it's in a work from home, certainly in a distributed workforce um, and employees need need to be able to say, install a printer, install a driver. They have to do that themselves. And uh, I think Apple's done a really, really good job there of making Mac OS secure for it, but also usable for employees at the same time. Well, well guys, I, I I think what you're doing is awesome. I um, I'm a, you guys know I'm a big cloud fan. I think I think you guys are one of the most interesting companies in the uh, enterprise market. Uh, thanks for coming on. We're going to have some links to uh, more information about clouds MDM in the show notes. So if you're interested in that, if you're interested in unifying identity and device management uh, under a single umbrella, you'll definitely want to check them out. Um, they have uh, frequent webinars. Uh, again, I just, I think you guys are, are killing it and um, any final uh, thoughts before we uh, uh, wrap up the show. What do you think the biggest
2: predictions are of WWDC this year? I mean, you're the guy. what What's your What's your most exciting thing that you're seeing coming out?
0: Um, one of the things that that I am most excited about is the ability to set default apps on iOS, and uh, so that what you could do is. Um, uh, say, set uh, Outlook or Spike or Spark as your default mm-hmm. mail app. And as I think a lot of corporations, that's going to unlock some new um, use cases. So I'm particularly interested is if this can be applied via MDM policy. So if an organization could say, hey, the default uh, web browser is this. And so let's say in a K-12 setting, you could have one that was like a, a filtered on, the, you know, had some additional filtering on device, uh, but then it has the, the, Uh, Ease of use of being the default uh, web browser, or in like a corporation that's say heavy into Microsoft 365, setting Outlook as the default mail app from um, from the MDM. So that that's kind of that's what I'm most excited about. And I just hope as we learn more about what's uh, what's new for enterprise, I hope that's uh, something you can set via a
2: profile. Cool.
0: So, uh, well, guys, thanks for coming on. Uh, If you if you're new to the show, uh, we have a new episode every other week. If you're an Apple Podcast, we'd appreciate you subscribe give us five stars. If you're an overcast, uh, give us a star. Um, we appreciate that. It helps new people find the show. Um, and uh, again, if you're interested in learning more about jump cloud, check out the show notes. We'll have uh, plenty of links and we hope everybody has a great, great week.